You're listening to the Way of TBL's official podcast, Truth Talks with Sam and Alex. Join us as we explore all things truth, beauty, and love. Welcome, everybody. Today's Truth Talk will be on the concept of conscious separation. Yeah. And last week we spoke about conscious relationships and this is the other side of that, isn't it, Alexander? When we, when we enter into a relationship, we are never coming from a space of knowing that this relationship is going to end. That is ultimately self-sabotaging if you approach a relationship in that way. Exactly. And if that's the case, that's another conversation entirely. (laughs) (laughs) If we're starting it off on that foot, you know, but absolutely. When we embark on a relationship, when we establish a connection with someone and we obviously are going into it with the intention of wanting to experience it in the best way possible. You know, we never expect for it to come to an end at some point, but part of conscious living is accepting where we find ourselves and the circumstances we find ourselves in as fully as possible. Yeah, that's right. And so that's what we'll be speaking on today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And conscious separation, it's not specific to romantic connections and we're speaking about this earlier how even as a parent we must be able to consciously separate ourselves from our children one when they are adults and they are doing life on their own we have to give them the space to be able to do that but even as children you know when when your child is beginning in school or kindergarten and there is a lot of separation anxiety that happens and ultimately it comes back to the parent because it's the way in which you approach your child leaving you for the first time and your children feel everything right they feel everything that you are feeling even if you are not speaking it exactly And so learning how to consciously separate really applies to many different areas in our lives. Absolutely. And a lot of the times Mm. we are superimposing our feelings, our emotions onto the situation. And this is what will essentially make or break the love, the appreciation and the gratitude we have for that person when we come to a realization that we are no longer in alignment with this individual mm-hmm. yeah and we we see the same thing occur with our own family members yeah. right people that we have been in a relationship from the moment we are born you know we grow up with these individuals, whether it be parents or siblings or extended family, you know, and as we 
grow into ourselves and start taking accountability for our own lives, we realize that there are certain individuals that we have experienced life with that we no longer resonate with or that we have just, we're not in alignment with these people anymore. And it's aside from having uh, toxic family members or having an abusive partner, those relationships you can still separate consciously, but you may not want to have a connection to them at all. Um, and that would be more so for your safety and well-being in not having a connection to them at all. But right. in regards to being able to separate and still maintain a healthy connection is just so important also for your well-being, for their well-being. And when there is children involved from a relationship, and I can go into my example <laughs> in my own personal experience I was married for 12 years and knew that the relationship was over right the energy's gone we can always feel when something is not quite right and it took quite a bit of time for me to be able to accept that and to really take accountability for myself and I use the excuse of, well, it's best for the children to, you know, have both parents in the same relationship in the same household. And I guess my belief at the time was I didn't want to follow in the footsteps of my mother. And because I held on to that belief so tightly, it took me well over a year and a half to actually separate. And in being able to separate consciously and through love i had to do a lot of internal reflection and healing first yeah and i had to yeah i just i really had to learn to let go of resentment towards him i had to let go of blaming him for things that happened in the relationship and really learn to have gratitude for his presence in my life Learn and how to experience that for yourself. To... Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not for his sake, but did... for yours. And so that yeah, you would be able to mind. experience peace in your own life, regardless of him. You appreciate mm -hmm. him and you're grateful for him and everything that yeah. you've learned in experiencing that relationship with him, as well as the two blessings that are our daughters. You know, if not for him those two girls that I consider my daughters now, that I've cultivated an amazing, beautiful relationship with, you know, that wouldn't be possible if not for him. And so you experience mm -hmm. being able to be grateful, being able to appreciate Thanos' presence in your life and everything that you experienced in that relationship with him. And, and, we also see what a positive effect that had on the girls as well. Exactly. How happy and how content they are. And even though we were separated, we still co-lived for about two years. And they knew though that mum and dad are not together in a relationship, but we still live in the same home. You know, dad has exactly. his side, mom has her side. and <laughs> They may not be romantically involved, 
but they yeah. experience a positive connection to each other. Yeah. And it's beautiful to see that and observe that. To this day, I have an extremely positive connection to Thanos. And mm. that's what is possible when you separate consciously from a place of love and awareness. It's not possible otherwise when you allow for the immature and unhealed aspects of the ego to interfere with that process. You're not able to experience any of those beautiful things. Mm. No, and you know, the reason why people become so so toxic with each other and there's a lot of arguing is because and a lot of drama able, <laughs> yeah oh, so much drama <laughs> unnecessary and also a lot of yeah sorry go on yeah unnecessary drama unfolds when when that happens mm -hmm. yeah it's because they are not able to let go of their attachment to this person and in being attached to them you're not able to see them for who they truly are you see them as your partner. You don't see them as their own individual. And you have put this image in your mind of who this person is meant to be in your life. And so when, when things start to change, you know, a lot of the times people would just ignore. I know I ignored for a very long time in my relationship, things that weren't going well and we ignore because we are afraid of confrontation and what that confrontation may lead to. Right. Those and people are so afraid. Exactly. Yeah. People avoid. It is. And people are so afraid of being alone. They, they, yeah, there is just, there's so much fear surrounding being alone and not having that person to connect to exactly but what you also fail to see then <laughs> is that when you attach yourself to someone and you impose your image of this person onto them you're still ultimately alone exactly so you're not really accepting them for who they truly are yeah and you're not really present yeah. with them either and neither are they with you <laughs> because you are holding no. back what it is that is weighing on your heart and soul. Yeah. So ultimately you're both alone, but in each other's presence at the same time. Yes. And children observe all of that. You know, they're completely aware of all that is occurring, even if it's not extremely immediately obvious, they feel the energy in the home. They feel the energy in your dynamic. And our ultimate responsibility to our children is to prepare them for life and to show them our living example of what it looks like to live the truth. Yeah. Not to follow cultural or societal norms, not to do things as they should be done,
but to do things that are representative of someone that lives genuinely. Yeah. That is the highest responsibility we have to our children because they will grow learning to be genuine, not to put up a front so that they are accepted by others. That's what's going to cultivate yeah. true integrity within them as individuals. That's right. Absolutely. And yeah, so it, you know, obviously conscious separation come back, comes back to you becoming a conscious individual and approaching it from that space doing a lot of the in internal healing that needs to occur first. And I guess really the first step towards that would be becoming an emotionally intelligent person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And emotional yeah. intelligence is all about being present with what it is that you're feeling, observing mm -hmm. what is true with regards to your feelings. And an emotion is simply an expression of energy in motion within your mind and body. And when you hold on to your emotions, when you hold back from expressing those emotions, the wisdom that lies in your feelings, you are holding yourself back in a number of ways. And then yeah. you wonder why certain things don't work out for you. You wonder why you are not really experiencing what it is that you want from your relationships, from your friendships. And a lot of it has to do with the healing process with regards mm -hmm. to your emotions. What is it yeah. that you're holding and back that you're not really taking a close look at what you're not mm -hmm. being present with and and what we're holding back we are ultimately suppressing within ourselves yeah. and we will see this eventually come out it always does energy cannot remain stagnant for too long before it starts coming out in other areas you know whether that be within your body presenting itself as an illness you know that there is a lot of um, body wisdom that we are not aware of, but certain parts of the body represent different types of emotions. Exactly. And so the longer we suppress that emotion, it is going to hit us somewhere. It can come out through the body. It could come out in, um, in our, in our mental awareness, right? We start doubting ourselves. We start feeling bad about ourselves, people fall into depression because they are suppressing the way that they feel. I, I really think that that's probably the number one cause of depression is just suppression of emotions. Yes. Pretending that everything is okay, that everything is all right yeah. when they're not. And when we ask someone how they're doing, the formulaic response is, I'm doing fine. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. People don't really want to know how you're doing. 
And that's a part of our development is really being willing and open to be present with others. And with regards to our partner, with regards to a relationship that is rearing its end, that, that is one of the questions that we must be willing to sit with when we're speaking with them. How are you? Yeah. Really? How have you been? Really? And I'm here yeah. to listen to you because I've had the feeling for a while that we haven't been all right. Mm-hmm. And leading up to that, Samantha, what was that like for you when you would have these conversations with Thanos? Initially, <laughs> initially, prior to having done a lot of that internal work, there was a lot of, there was arguing and there was a lot of blame, right? There, there wasn't really any accountability on either side. It was more so a, you don't do this and you don't do that. And, and for him, although he acknowledged that I was right, right? I guess that's not what we're really wanting to get. Or we don't want to just hear, oh, you're right. I will do better, but then see no improvements. It's, the deeper question is why does she feel that way you know why is she feeling that way why what am I not doing or what have I done or what is missing that has her feeling this way and so yeah there was a lot of back and forth there was a lot of me backing down and just being okay you know he says he's sorry he says he's going to do better I'll accept that because, right, it's what I thought I wanted to hear. However, it didn't really lead anywhere. It just kept going around in circles. Nothing changed. It was the same, you know, merry-go-round, right. <laughs> basically. And I'm sure a lot of people have experienced that in their relationships also. And there was also in part, I guess, gaslighting on his behalf also that he wasn't aware of. You know, I know whenever we would get into a, not an argument, we never really argued previously. It would be more so just a disagreement. He would use a tactic of being upset and saying that he was going to take the car and drive off and do something stupid, right? And then here's me and my emotions thinking, oh, no, what's he going to do? We've just, you know, the conversation was heated. He's going to do something bad and I'm going to feel bad about it because this is not what I wanted from it. And I would go and take his keys and be like, no, no, please don't go. Please don't go anywhere. You know, I want you to be safe. And things would kind of just be forgotten about. I didn't realize that this was a way of him manipulating me (laughs) to just allow him really to keep doing what he was doing without any change and to see, does she still care? Again, from his part, I know he never intentionally wanted to manipulate me in any way, but for him, it was like, does she care about me? And I know when I, when I figured this out, when I, when I came to see this pattern, And I said to him, okay, bye. (laughs) He was so shocked. He was like, what? 
what do you mean? Do you not care that I'm leaving? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, if you want to go, go. The door's there. I'm not going to stop you from leaving. You do what you need to do. And he never left. And so that for me was such an obvious sign that he never was actually going to leave. You he was just trying to get a reaction out of me. And so when I started cultivating that emotional intelligence for myself, right, separating me from the emotion and just being able to observe it and being able to see what it means, I was able to then not react emotionally. And you were able to respond consciously. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And seeing how you were able to navigate through all of that definitely mm -hmm. made an impact on Thanos. Oh, Your definitely. genuineness was an invitation to him to be mm -hmm. more genuine, to really start figuring himself out and understanding what it is that he actually wanted. Because when he moved with you to Australia from Greece, mm -hmm. which is where you're originally from, yeah. you're, you're Greek. And so <laughs> having grown up in Greece, you know, part of your life, Thanos also yeah. being originally from Greece, moving to Australia with you was really going against what he wanted out of his life. It was. He did it for yeah. you. He didn't do it for him. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's like building a house made of rotten wood when you do something mm -hmm. like that. It really is. Yeah. Because he, he was a completely different person that I had met back in Greece. And he really didn't want to come to Australia. And yet I was missing all of my family because they moved back to Australia. <laughs> and I was only... Oh my gosh, I was 18, 19 years old living in Greece by myself with a fiance. <laughs> and for me, I didn't want to hurt him in just leaving, which I should have, but then I wouldn't have experienced the life that I did. Exactly. Um, I sort of forego, forewent, oh, what's the word? <laughs> I let go of me so that I would please him. And then he did the same in return, though. He completely let go of himself to please me to come to Australia. So ultimately, we both started on the wrong foot. We really did because yeah. we both let go of who we truly are to make each other happy. Yes. And of course, there was a lot of experiences and lessons we had to learn over the years, which we did. Um, but yeah, it, we both just let go of who we truly were. And it wasn't until 2018 that I was like, ten, this is 10 years later, that I, I was sick of not knowing me. I, I was sick of just existing and not living and not being happy in my marriage, not feeling fulfillment from this family unit that we had created. And so I knew that it was time to focus on me again. Yeah. And upon doing that internal work, right, 
again, it would be the first time we tried separating, didn't go according to plan. There was fighting, there was arguing, there was a lot of name calling. We dropped it. We left it. We sort of patched things up a little bit. And then it was six months later that we actually separated for real. <laughs> yeah. And at that point in time, though, I had done so much work that I completely forgave him for everything. I saw him as Thanos and not as my husband. I saw him as an individual who was unhappy, who was living in a country that he never wanted to be in, who was really only ever half of himself because he was here and he fell into a depression in trying to think he was making me happy in being here but then not really having anything to do with me or the children. And then just isolating himself. He really isolated himself. And so, and, and I could see that and I could see the pain in him when he was like, I just need to know what's going on. I need to know what's happening. And so when I finally had that, that last conversation with him that ended things completely, he knew that there was no coming back from this. I wasn't going to just change my mind again. This time, this separation was for real, but it was done in such a way that he couldn't even argue because I expressed how much gratitude I had for him for being in my life, for teaching me the things that I learned from being with him, for having the two daughters that we have and how there is no point in us fighting and arguing because it's not going to change anything. Yeah. You know, I still, I still love you as a person. I just don't want to be with you romantically anymore because we're not aligned that way anymore. We haven't been for a long time. And initially it was very hard for him to understand why we were separating. I remember him saying to me, but why exactly are we separating? What are, what are the actual reasons? And I kept thinking, how does he not get it? <laughs> how can he not see that we do nothing together? We go nowhere together. He has no involvement with me. Like we just, we're not a family. We're not, we're two individual people that have children together and that's it. Yeah. And it did take him a decent amount of time he went through the whole grieving process and I, I knew that that was coming but because I did what was true for me it felt so good yes and you did I not allow was... for your fear or yeah your worry of what may or may not happen overcome mm -hmm. your trust in yourself that is mm -hmm. ultimately what happens because yeah. at the start, you don't really know how he's going to react <laughs> in response know. to your, your expressions. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to take a leap of faith and trust in yourself. And that's going to feel a bit overwhelming at first. That's going to feel a little scary, mm -hmm. but that's okay understand that that is part of the experience that's part of the process of separating consciously mm -hmm. you must trust yourself you must continue to develop and cultivate that 
trust that you have in your ability to express yourself. You know, I, I initially thought he's going to just up and leave. He's going to get his suitcases. He's going to go back to Greece. And then I'm going to be left with having to figure out how to deal with everything. And that was quite scary because we had a little business together that we had began. He was a painter and I did all the paperwork side of things. It was a very small business, but there was still jobs going on, right? And I knew that I would have to be responsible for what would happen with the business. I would be responsible for the home that we were living in. I would be responsible for just, just everything, the children and the paperwork, the divorce. Like, what is going to happen if he just ups and leaves? Yeah. And that was very daunting. It, it definitely held me back for quite some time because I was, I just, I had this assumption in my mind that this is what's going to happen. And although I was somewhat correct, <laughs> it didn't happen in exactly that order because then COVID came and it really put like a pause on everything. <laughs> um, but that fear of the unknown is what held me back for so long. Right. And it really was trusting in myself and trusting that everything would be okay. That we would talk about what needed to be spoken about and we would have as many conversations as he needed. Because of course, within myself, I had known this for quite some time. So I had, I had already processed so much within me that at this point in time, I wasn't sad. I wasn't upset. I was actually really, really content and happy. And I know that that was very difficult for him to see initially because he was very sad. And he went through the whole grieving process of just being quiet and then getting angry and then being sad. And he, he went through the whole cycle and I was there for it all. <laughs> and I held space for him through the whole process as well. And in the end, we have just built such a wonderful friendship with each other that we have a better friendship now than the entire time that we were married. Because we were really able to connect with each other as individuals and not as this image that we had of each other initially. And that's the biggest difference really accepting the other person and the situation for what it is and he has now told me you know he, he must have been a year or two later how he's actually really grateful that we did separate and that he had felt it for quite some time but he just didn't want to acknowledge it he didn't want to accept that truth because that meant me not being in his life anymore. And he didn't want that reality to occur. And yet it was the, the biggest catalyst of growth for us both. Which was the truth. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Acknowledging and expressing the truth completely allowing ourselves to do so is what will be the greatest catalyst for healing and expansion in any relationship. Mm. Definitely.
And, and now he's, yeah, he moved back to Greece last year. He's nearly been there a year now, you know, but that, um, it, it was what was always right for him. And he is so happy now. He is the man that I remember when I met, you know, nearly 15 years ago now, you know, he is happy. He is in himself. He is back in his homeland. And that's where he was always meant to be. And our daughters understand that. They understand that he needs to be back in Greece because that is where he is happy. There is no point in being in a situation or in a place that you are unhappy in and thinking that that's going to benefit your children. There's no way you're, you're fooling yourself if you think that that's what's happening <laughs> because exactly. our children are always feeling what we feel. And, and that, that's another point, you know, when we separate how a lot of people, predominantly women, I will say, use their children to manipulate their former partner. And, and that's not fair. It just isn't it's not fair, fair for the children. You see their temperament as well. Mm -hmm. A child's temperament Absolutely. when it comes to yeah. the situation or the circumstances in a relationship, when it comes to the overall dynamic of the relationship, their their temperament and the oh things goodness, that you observe in their behavior mm -hmm. is just apparent to see, you know, the way in which yeah. the girls are so calm. They're so mature for their age. They are. You know? Very much so. And it, all, all of that is a result of the way in which you moved through that situation. The way in which mm -hmm. you dealt with your relationship with Thanos, you know, they're, they're just, yeah, they're such pleasant little girls, you know. They are. They're so very loving and caring. And, exactly. Oh, it's such a blessing. <laughs> such a blessing, these little girls, seriously. And children do come to teach us. <laughs> they really do. We think that we're the ones to teach them. And, and we do. We guide them and we advise them and we help them grow. Uh, but they really ultimately come to help us grow further yes. we mature so much as we become parents and they just show us you know i remember back when i was about 10 and i i, I mentioned this to you earlier my mum was going to marry my my stepdad and she came and asked me and my brothers hey guys what do you think you know would you be happy if i married him and I remember that for me and my brothers, our response was, mom, we want you to do what's going to make you happy. That is what we want you to do. And ultimately, it wasn't exactly what made her happy, but she made the choice to marry him because he was a good father to us. Um, but children always want their parents to be happy. I remember when our oldest girl said to me years ago, I think our little one was just a baby. So this was prior to separation and she could see how I wasn't happy and how the, it's, it's incredible to see the knowledge that children have as well. I, I believe she was around six or seven years of age. And she says to me, mom, why don't you leave dad and be happy? And, and that hit me out of nowhere. I was like, oh my goodness, oh, what? <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. you know, to realize that you're your own so child. Much like me in that yeah. sense as well. I've always been very, very expressive from a young mm-hmm. age. The complete opposite of my little brother, Frankie. You know, he would hold yeah. in his feelings, his emotions. I was always very expressive. I was mm-hmm. very forthcoming with how I felt. And to see that in Maria is just so adorable. She's mm-hmm, very yes. much the same way. Yeah. And so children are much more aware than we realize. And by using them as a form of manipulation on our former partner, we are really diminishing our relationship with our children. It's a great disservice. It's and one we of the greatest disservices. It is. You know, we're putting a lot of pain on the children. You know, we, we, there is so much that is then, um, so much pain and trauma that's being created within that child that they will then have to heal from as they grow up. Yeah. But ultimately you are pushing a wedge between you and your child by doing that. Cause a child should be free to choose how they want to spend their time with their parents. It should never be the parent, unless of course there is a domestic violence case, right? That's completely different. You're obviously not going to allow your child to be with an abusive parent. Uh, But when it is a parent, yeah, when it is a parent that wants to be a part of that child's life, it should never be stopping that. that that. How is that your decision, you know? No, we're taking away the decision, aren't we? Yeah. So conscious separation allows things to just happen so beautifully. You know, children get the best outcome. You as uh, former partners have the, the best kind of relationship after. And it's just, it's just so good for everyone. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I'd like to say with regards to all of the single men, you know, that are moving through life mm-hmm. and their experiences in dating, you know, for me, it is such a beautiful thing to have matured and to have grown past the desire to date multiple people or engage intimately with multiple people. And when I transitioned from that way of life to establishing the relationship that I have with Samantha, for me, it was always, again, as I was from the very start of establishing these connections with these women you know there were qualities that i admired and and i respected in them you know and i was always very open and direct with regards to my intentions for connecting with them but when the time came to move beyond the way in which i was engaging with them i was very straightforward with them i was like you know to be honest this isn't really going anywhere you know, we don't we don't have any plans for the future. I'm actually in a relationship with someone that I am building something with, that I am creating a future with, mm-hmm. that I can see a clear path forward. And we're both putting in the same effort to make that vision for the future manifest. And that's where I want to put my focus. And they respect that. It's like, mm-hmm. why can't we continue to engage positively with each other why does there need to be a blow up 
again, yeah. like we explained in the previous in the previous episode, yeah. that blow up only occurs. Explosions in conversations only occur when you have been disingenuous from the yeah. start. Anger and frustration are only delayed expressions of authenticity and honesty. Yeah. And so they still view me in a positive light because of that. And that's one thing that I want to leave the gentlemen that listen to this talk. Do not underestimate the value of being honest, of being straightforward with regards to what it is that you want. You must find that out for yourself. You must clarify that for yourself as a man and as a leader of the connection, as a, as a leader of the relationship. But you must then also have the courage and the integrity to be fully expressive of what it is that you want. And if what you exactly. want is different from what you're currently experiencing, to have the courage to acknowledge and express that as well. Mm -hmm. Don't right. be afraid <laughs> of, of what no, may or may not happen. That's right. That, and you know, they you respect can't. you mm -hmm. and love you. They will, they, they will let you go in peace. That's only mm -hmm. natural. That's right. No, that you are not giving any reason for them to hold on to anything because you've been straight up. <laughs> they know exactly what's going on and that's the thing you can't hold back the fear of not knowing how they are going to respond you know or react you have to take accountability no matter what their response is you are accepting of that because it, it has come from them you've expressed your truth and they will express theirs and that's all there is to it and ultimately when we are connecting consciously, we will always come to such a beautiful resolution. I exactly. spoke about this in the last um, talk as well, but you will always come to a beautiful resolution at the end of it. Yeah. Because you are both being heard, you are both being seen, and both of your needs and wants and desires are there. You know, and there's nothing being held back from it. It's being honoured and whichever way each person wants to move, well, then that's up to them. You know, we can't make that choice for them. And we must, I guess, honor the relationship that we had, right? And being that that helps in being able to move forward into a new direction. You know, that's, that's what I did with Thanos. I, I honored the relationship that we had. I was so grateful for the experience that he ultimately also has gratitude for it. Exactly. And, so and we are just focus. left with this beautiful relationship and he is yeah. so, he, he is so happy for us as well. He's so happy for our relationship and he can see, you know, the kind of man that you are and the father that you are to our girls. And he loves that's that. That's such a beautiful thing, man. <laughs> That is, that is such is. a beautiful thing to experience as a man, you know. Mm -hmm. And the focus then becomes the appreciation, the gratitude mm -hmm. for.
for everything that you experienced in that relationship. It's not the resentment or the anger or the frustration. You know, yeah. the focus is now on all of the good that came out of yeah. experiencing that relationship. And that's why that's right. things continue to unfold positively for us. That's right. I guess that's all part of the becoming a conscious individual, right? As we yeah. are coming from a space of growth and evolution and we can see how everything we experience is an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, it's part of how we mature as individuals, allowing ourselves to let go mm -hmm. of any particular or specific outcome or expectation we may have of our situation, of our circumstances. And in this case of our relationships, we must mm -hmm. let go of it all and allow for what must unfold as we express ourselves truthfully and genuinely to take place. And, and it's just always being very present in the now. Yeah, right exactly. now. It doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't matter what you thought would happen in the future. What is happening right now? Let's remain present. Exactly. And have those uncomfortable conversations, <laughs> right? Yeah. And as we yeah, express which... in our article, Mm -hmm. On the same topic, we write articles on our Medium account that go in tandem and complement our truth talks. And you guys are more than welcome to enjoy those articles alongside our podcast episodes. But in our article, we also write that even though you're experiencing a breakup, it does not necessarily mean mm -hmm. that the relationship or the connection you have with this person needs to break down. No, you may be experiencing right. a breakup, but that connection doesn't need to be broken down as a result. You can still relate with this individual in a positive way. You can continue connecting positively in a way that yeah. upbuilds you and them in a yeah, way that inspires growth and expansion yeah. for you both. Absolutely. And next week, we'll go into more detail in regards to the uncomfortable conversations. That's a beautiful topic to come after this one. Yeah. And to not have fear yeah. when it comes to expressing yourself, we're going to go into all the different ways that you can, mm -hmm. how to start leaning into that muscle and communicating more genuinely. If you're coming from a place of pleasing others, that may be difficult to do at the start. Mm -hmm. And we're going to help you out with that. We're going to provide very practical advice and guidance that helped us at the very start of yeah. our journeys when it came to developing those skills and, and that muscle. Because it is a skill that we're not necessarily taught in today's day and age. We're yeah. very much taught to do things in a way that pleases other people or oh, yeah. that will gain the approval of others. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a little bit of rewiring to shift our mm -hmm. focus from acting in that way, from expressing ourselves in that way, 
and really acting with integrity, expressing ourselves genuinely. And part of that is leaning into uncomfortable conversations, Mm -hmm. leaning into confrontation when necessary. Mm -hmm. And we'll dive into all of that in much more detail in our next Truth Talk. Absolutely. And if you have any questions, send them our way and we would love to answer those questions for you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us tonight and we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. And until next time. May you embody the way of TBL today in your own way.